Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of the OKR Cohort video and podcast series. I am your host, moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have our stars in Miss Denise Canfield and Nazar Koja, the co-founders of OKR Cohort, joining us here in just a minute to jump into another problem that's just facing so many business owners, thought leaders, higher-ups within their organizations on a regular basis. And today, we've got a really unique problem that we're going to be addressing, and, and it's because Denise and Nazar are seeing so many businesses that are becoming more concerned with the fact that the left hand doesn't really know what the right hand is doing. So today we're going to dive into this problem specifically. Denise and Nazar have prepared some strategies and solutions that we'll be unpacking on not just how a, a business owner or thought leader could sidestep this issue, but move right through it and address it with certainty. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Denise and Nazar on to get right into today's discussion. Denise and Nazar, it is great to see you. How are you doing this morning? We are doing great. Great, Ryan. Nice, nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Always good to be with you guys. And and today we're we're talking about a really, really prevalent problem these days. This idea of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. That that you know alignment really within an organization. Nazar, let me toss it over to you. Why don't you frame it up for us here? Get us into this problem. What is this big problem that you're seeing? Like like you said, Ryan, work is happening across different parts of the organization, but the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Different parts of the organization are reliant on other parts to get things done, but they don't have visibility to whether they have been prioritized. Disconnects are happening because the teams are focused on delivering the work without understanding the purpose. Denise, would you like to share further? You know, Nazar, I think you nailed it, first of all. So, so thank you for that. I think I would just add that this happens at organizations of all sizes, right? This is, happens in large organizations where they build that strategy in the boardroom and they're hoping it'll get disseminated by the leaders uh, through the telephone game, in my opinion, or it happens at startups where everybody's going so fast doing the right things, but they're not connecting and they're not always understanding what other parts of the organization is doing. So don't think this is just somebody else's problem. It's happening in all organizations of all sizes today. Well, uh, guys, this is a really interesting point, and, and we're going to unpack this a little further, that idea of left hand not knowing what right hand's doing. Let's get into the why here. Nazar, why would you say this is such a problem in the first place? There is a, an organization-wide disconnect on purpose and strategic priorities. Strategies are met at the top of the house, but sometimes it isn't translated well to, to, do, to do the overall organization. Usually set, set the senior leaders uh, in the boardroom, right? So these these strategies are always been set across the senior leaders at the board boardroom, but relying on those leaders to share, right? So we are all relying on them to share something. Unfortunately, it becomes the old telephone game, like Denise mentioned, right? Where they share what they remember instead of the full picture. We are always seeing the gaps on understanding what is important for the organization to focus on and who is supposed to be supporting those strategic priorities. When they aren't clear, there is a risk of having similar work happening in different uh, parts of the organization. People are not able to understand who really owns the work and that creates frustration and creates burnout among employees. For the, Denise, you have talked about other issues. What would you add? 
You know, Nazar, I, I think you covered most of the things I usually add on top of this. The one thing I'm noticing that um, we haven't talked about yet is that the the business isn't delivering the right things, right? Customers aren't getting what they need. And so they are frustrated. The business isn't growing at the size that it, it would like to. So if you think about it, we can even take it deeper and look at the impact this problem has or the bigger impact this problem has on the business. So your organizations are going to suffer more due to high market demands to be innovative and fulfill customer needs faster. And in fact, we're going slower. We think we're faster, we're agile, but the reality is things have slowed down because we're delivering the wrong things. And so over time, customers might get something that they want one month, but then it's nine months later before they get the next thing they want. Lots of uh, products being delivered in that nine months, but it's not something that adds value to our customers. And if we're not adding value to our customers, well, that has a, a lack of growth for our shareholders. Right, our shareholders are looking for us quarter over quarter to be growing and to be delivering value. And when we don't do that every quarter, they start to lose confidence and they don't wanna invest in us. Now, if our shareholders aren't confident and our customers are unhappy, all of a sudden what we're noticing is we're losing credibility in the market. So we're, we're having problems with our existing customers, but it's harder to get new customers. So those are some of the big things that, and the impact that I see it having on the business. Um, Nazar, are there other ways that you're seeing this impact? The key, key impacts that I think of first is operations, right? Inefficiency by having a duplication of work leads to employee disengagement and ultimately results in employee leaving the organization. We did talk about the red resignation in my, our previous uh, podcast just to mention, we don't want to go further on that. Furthermore, organization with these inefficiency go bankrupt or out of business. Yeah, I mean, you guys frame that up beautifully. I mean, that ripple effect of left hand not knowing what right hand can do. I mean, all these different impacts that they can leave on an organization. I mean, the loss of credibility, you named it beautifully there, Denise. But let's, you know, we framed up the issue. You know, we've we've talked about how how brutal it can get if you let this fester. So let's let's give our audience a little bit of hope here. How much could life be better? And, and you know, if you could just, if an organization could just solve this issue and just, you know, get the left hand and the right hand on the same page together, what would be that outcome? What would that look like? Ryan, yes, this problem can be solved. And when it is, you see. Everyone clearly understands strategic priorities, transparent alignment on work done by different groups and teams, full elimination of duplication of efforts. Denise, what else happens when you solve this? Well, great points, Nazar. I think solving this also um, ensures that your existing customers have a, a high level of satisfaction with top tier products and services. You're getting new customers, right? You're growing your customer base. They're sticking with you because they're happy. And on top of that, your employees, your leaders, and your shareholders are thriving on a day-to-day -day basis. They want to be working with you. They're excited to be there. And they're looking forward to the next thing that you're going to deliver, which is absolutely tied to your strategy. Sure thing. And I think it's very important to know, Denise and Nazar, you, this is what you guys do on a regular basis with OKR co Cohort. You're working with those thought leaders, those organizations to streamline communications, to make them a more efficient business overall. What, let's dive a little deeper. Let's share a little bit about OKR Cohort and, and what it is that you guys do on your daily basis. 
Thanks, Ryan. We are pragmatic thought leaders in the domain of OKR as one of key framework to support outcome-focused organizational environment. OKR stands for Objective and Key Results. It is a lightweight framework that bridges strategy to execution. Denise, you want to add in some more components? Sure. I mean, I always like to think about, we're talking about a problem here, but I always love to frame it up on why, why we work with people. So leaders hire us to help shift the focus of their organization from activities to outcomes. We embed purpose in their work, help them focus on the right things to get people talking results. So the bottom line is we help organizations get the right shit done. And I would imagine they are gratefully thank you know grateful and thankful for that process, Denise. But hey, you know a big part of this series that we're doing here in identifying these problems is that we want to provide some real strategies and real solutions to those that are tuning in and checking this out that they could be implementing even today into their business to get that left hand and right hand on the same page. I understand you guys have something prepared for us today. Could you walk us through you know a solution really or mindset strategy, whatever it is? Walk us through what a business or thought leader could be implementing even today. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'll start and I'll ask Denise to chime in. Uh, we can cover the five key points that will make you successful, right? Have a clear outcomes in the form of OKRs that align with the organizational strategy so they can be achieved collectively. Understand the work that is required to achieve the outcomes. Prioritize what matters, very important, by focusing on value and impact that has been made. Learn to make a tough decision to more effectively deprioritize work. Have cadences and ceremonies to refine the OKRs and to keep narrowing down to the key results that key, key really measure success. Focus on alignment and collaboration through daily and weekly sync. Achieve effective planning through monthly and quarterly outcomes check-ins. This is very important to create alignment among the organization by having those check-in and sync will make a big difference. Having just an OKR on the shelf will not help. Maintain reflection and continuous improvement through retrospective, monitor OKRs regularly and adjust immediately based on what has been discovered. Denise, what would you double click on it? You know, I think, Nazar, all those are, are really critical. One thing I would talk about is that duplication of work. And if we really want to dig into deduping the work in the organization, the most critical item is that vertical and horizontal alignment. Um, you really want to ensure that everyone is engaged in the process and connects their work both vertically up through their line of leaders, but also horizontally. And I'll give an example in, in a minute. Um, I think if you think about this, when you have an organization where OKRs are created at vertical levels for each team, and there's a process after those initial OKRs to create that vertical and horizontal alignment intentionally throughout the organization, suddenly everybody's really clear on what everyone else is doing. And I love to think about this um, uh, with an example that we've used that I want to give credit to John Dora. He had this in his uh, Measure What Matters book. But um, what, what's really fantastic is looking at a football team. So many people can relate to football teams and, and how they work. So think about this. If you have a football team at the top of the house, you have that general manager. And they might have an objective of being the top NFL team. 
Um, and a couple key results, this might be just one objective, by the way, we're not getting complicated here. Uh, two of their key results, one might be win the Super Bowl, and the other is fill the stands to 95%. So that's at the top of the house. If you go a level deeper, there's two sides of um, the football team. One is that head coach looking to get the performance, and the other is the public relations side. So for the head coach, he's really going to focus on owning the Lombardi Trophy. So he's going to have um, key results of hitting 400 yards of passing, being number one in defense stats, and averaging 25-yard punch returns. You'll notice all of those are super aspirational if you know anything about football. And that's how OKRs work. They are aspirational. On the public relations side, they're going to focus on you know, the world knowing and loving the team. Right, that's how you fill stands. It's not because people just want to go. They love that team. They feel passionate about it. Think of the Packers. I can't even believe I'm saying that because I'm from Minnesota. But on the public relations side, their key results focus really on filling those stands to 95%, looking for three top players who want to sign with them. So making sure you're getting the right talent and talent is attracted to people who are doing well. Um, the other thing is that you want to have positive mentions by the sports reporters. Uh, you don't wanna be in the news for negative reasons. So these are good key results for both of those. You can see how they impact each other, right? If you're not getting those results that the top head coach is looking for, it's gonna be hard to fill the stands. It's gonna be hard to get good players who wanna join us. And you're not going to have as many positive comments. They're not going to be talking about how you knock it out of the park. They're going to be talking about other distracting things. Well, if you click deeper, right, under the head coach, you have three teams, defense, offense, and special teams. Each of those have their own um, objective. The defense has to stop them, right? Just stop that other team at all costs. And so they want to get let the other team get less than 170 yards in passing. Um, and less than three yards per rush. Again, very aggressive key results. But if you're focused on that, you start practicing different things and in different ways. If you look at the offense, they want to stop the scoring team um, uh, or they want to be the top scoring team. And uh, their key results are to have 75% completion on passes and to get 400 yards of passing in each game. And of course, the special teams is looking to be game changers. They really want to mix up what's happening across the board. And when they do that, they're averaging 25 yards on punt returns and an average of 70 yard on kick returns. That's, that's almost impossible, right? So that's hugely aspirational. So those certainly help the head coaches or contribute to the head coaches key results and to public relations, right? Now, if you're doing some of those things each game, even if you're succeeding in just one of those teams, you have things that become water cooler topics. So the news staff has items to be able to share. They have um, the, the potential to have three Sunday featured articles and ways to get public um, personas out there for the team. Your scouts have a really easy job because you're performing so well, looks like you're having fun. So they get to highlight colorful players and look to bring in um, 
really top three draft picks. So your OKRs, when you align them vertically from the football GM to the head coach to the team, or from the football GM to public relations to the news staff, you can see how each of those contribute up through the organization, but also how important they are horizontally. If the head coach doesn't deliver on great games, it's really hard for the public relations team to fill the stands and to get the right players. So um, thoughts on that, Ryan and Azar? I know I talked a lot, so I'm just going to pause there. No, no, it's great to see of that visual representation of that horizontal and vertical alignment, you know, really addressing that issue of left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. Nazar, any other thoughts on your end just in terms of, of that specific example or really just the importance of getting them both aligned? No, the alignments are very key, right? So the organization that we are working at this moment also, the question that we asked, like when we talked about OKR, uh, OKR needs to be more alive. You keep it alive. In order to keep it alive, you need to align with different part of the organization, vertically, as like uh, Denise mentioned, and the horizontally as well. I just remember uh, it's is that just last night Warrior won the game. There's a poor title for them in the NBA. And that remind me that organization is also more of focus on the outcomes. They, they were two years down the road, they said they are done, they are no longer going to be winning. But what we saw yesterday, it proved it. That's, that's, that's what is the really outcome focus. They are simply doing that. Yeah, that's a great example there, Nazar. And, and Denise, for those that are, are looking at this example of the football team, you know, obviously that's a broken down version of the OKRs, but they're meant to be these aspirational, you know, objectives. When they're looking at that example and maybe, you know, in the back of their mind, I'm sure they're thinking about their own unique organization. What would you say is a good way that they could, you know, start applying this solution and this framework, this mindset, that strategy you just walked through with us? What, how could they start implementing this for their own business? Oh, I, I think it's really a great question, Ryan. And I think, you know, here's here's the, the reality. Organizations have an opportunity to make a choice. They can keep going with what they're doing, have duplication of work, disengagement problems, issues with customers and shareholders, or do they want to make a change and streamline things, deliver value to customers and grow? And if they want to do that, they can, of course, go to our website and schedule a free consultation with Nazari, or um, they can just reach out uh, via LinkedIn or any other mechanism. But the best way is to go to the website and schedule a free consultation with us and, uh, and get some time to talk about what's happening in your organization. Let's figure out your specific place where you're at, because OKR is a framework. And so we can help you determine how to use this in the best way so that the, the, the framework is serving you, you're not serving a framework. Nazar and Denise, this is something, you know, we mentioned this earlier, but this is something that you guys are doing on a regular basis with your clients, you know, working with them to streamline that vertical and horizontal alignment. Do you have any examples of, of maybe a client or, or anybody that you've worked with that you've done this very thing, you know, to help that left hand and right hand become, you know, more synchronized? Uh, Ryan, re most recently we worked with start one of the startup company. There, it's it the, that support the creation and improvement of the open source software and open protocols for decentralized data storage and retrieval networks. 
They are growing and will double their employees this year. Additionally, they have work that aligns across organization and in the decentralized web community, alignment is critical in their world. They can't afford duplication. What we did actually with them is we we had an offsite where we spent time with the to create the OKRs. Each teams shared their OKRs, then offline map their top level OKR, uh, with the or top level of organization OKRs, then work with the external companies to align with their with the dependencies that they have among the among the among the organization that they are working with. And then leverage them every day and see a decrease in duplication more regularly during by applying some uh, some cadences and ceremonies which connects them and align regularly uh, in the in the organization. Denise, you want to add something? You know, no, I think you covered that perfectly, Nazar, because it is just one uh, case study that we've done. The other thing I've noticed that I love about when we have good alignment with OKRs is we can enable our leaders even better, right? I'm finding that I'm sharing each week little celebrations um, in another company uh, based on that alignment that the leader can reach out and, and say nice job to people. So it's really impacting the culture because we have that culture of celebration and learning. So <clears throat> look, I think regardless of the size of your organization, if you want clear visibility, on the work that's happening and being able to dedupe, schedule time with us and we'll dive into your needs so that we can help you get started on uh, creating outcome focused and, and getting that full alignment vertically and horizontally in how you work. Well, fantastic. Well, Denise and Nazar, you guys are busy. You've got a company to run. We'll let you go get back to that. But I appreciate you carving some time out with us this morning to to identify this issue of left hand, not knowing what right hand is doing. We see it happening in so many companies across our country and even the world today. And this is what you and your team are working on with so many organizations to streamline that communication. I appreciate you sharing some of those lessons with us and great football example in there. I myself as a football fan loved it. Uh, but no, great to see that. And I uh, uh, looking forward to jumping back on you guys with the next video. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ryan. And as always, we want to say thank you to our audience for jumping aboard, being a part of the show today. If you liked what you saw, maybe you, you know, took anything away from the conversation today, feel free to subscribe to the platform of your choosing. And then, of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners that you think might benefit from these types of discussions. So for Denise, for Nazar, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you being with us today on OKR Cohorts video and podcast series.